Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2425. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Brighton in the UK with a very special guest by the name of Jeff Weiner. Jeff, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely, yes. All right, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to be talking about beautiful artwork that have relationships to automobiles. And before I give you a more proper introduction, Jeff, I always like to ask my guests this question. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? Most of my friends sort of know me pretty, pretty well. They probably at the moment won't know that I've, um, I'm having, I'm having a, um, a water lodge built, which is going to be on our local Brighton Marina. I haven't told many people that. That's the equivalent of a sort of houseboat, but it's, um, it's not mobile, if you see what I mean. It's, yeah. it's moored. It's a new type of thing, and they may have them. They probably will have them at marinas in the U.S., um, but they called they called a water lodge. So uh, my friends won't know won't know about that. Well, now they will. Well, that's fascinating. They they do have these here, and I've got some friends that are up in Canada, British Columbia, yeah. that built yeah. one of those. They uh, used to live out in the country in a big house, but their their kids grew up and left, and so they built something a little more uh, quaint, I guess, if you will. But it was quite stunning, and the technology that goes into some of these these days is quite amazing. So, will yes. this be a first time for you living on the water? It will be. It's a sort of, you know, a sort of vacation holiday retreat. Yeah. Um, just literally down the road to where to where I live, Brighton Marina. It's um, it's Europe's, I believe, it's Europe's largest marina. Wow. Well, very cool. When will you be able to uh, enjoy that facility? Well, that's um, um, it was meant to be March, but they said they may be able to bring it forward to January. But I, I will probably stick to March. I won't really want to be down there for the sort of early part of the winter. I understand. Well, quite exciting. Well, that'll be fascinating. Well, let me give you a proper introduction here. We're going to dive into a very fun world that you work and play in. Jeff Weiner is a collector of Lalique mascots that were created by the great French glass designer and artisan René Lalique. During the interwar period from 1925 to 1931, the Lalique factory cataloged 28 various depictions of animals, fish, birds, insects, and female figures. Jeff has been interested in collecting since he was a young boy and started with toy soldiers and then moved into militaria and other antiques and collectibles. He is the author of Unique Lalique Mascots and has appeared on numerous TV and radio shows to talk about his passion as an advisor and evaluator of automobilia. He has the privilege of being honored General Secretary of the Lalique Mascots Collectors Club, and he owns the Lalique Gallery located in the White Lion Garage in Brighton, Sussex, England. His website is uniquelaliquemascots.co.uk. We're going to learn a lot more about Jeff and what he knows and what he'll share, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love and we'll be right back. 
Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up. But my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Jeff, this world you've amassed yourself in with collectibles, as I understand, it goes all the way back to when you were a young boy. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then we'll talk about the leak specifically in a moment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like all children, especially boys, I sort of was keen on, on, on toy soldiers. I was fortunate enough to um, be, um, be young enough to have um, lead soldiers. When I say young enough, I mean, we're talking back in the, the nine, late 1950s, early 60s, to be able to um, purchase lead soldiers, which were obviously being phased out. Later on, when I left school at um, young age 15, my first job was at Hamleys, which is um, in Regent Street in London. And um, funny enough, the last of the lead soldiers, I was there for a couple of years, the very last went, were all allocated for the US, um, especially the Golden State Coach and the Open Road Landau. They were all shipped off to the US. So I stayed there for a couple of years. I came home one day, my father said, the um, the guy you used to work for, Roy Butler, I used to mount cat badges onto cards for him. He had a shop in Kingston-on-Thames. He had left and gone to an auction company in Lewis in East Sussex, near Brighton. And my father said, well, I've taken his shop over. I was quite astounded, a bit shocked, being um, 18. Anyway, I started up there with um, soldiers and military, arms and military, swords and bayonets and whatever I could get hold of for the collector's market, including American Civil War artifacts. At that time, they were far easier to locate than they are now. So I had various shops with this type of material. And then I was visiting the auction house that um, Roy took over in, in Lewis. They had monthly auctions. So I was coming to Brighton 
which is quite near and staying in little hotels, boarding houses every month. And I thought, well, this is a bit silly. I, I should move down. So I moved here, got a little flat. My family came and saw it and said, no, <laughs> they would like to um, to join me on occasion. So we got a house. So I've got a house now. Been here ever since. Will be 50 years in 2025. Can't believe it. So, um, yeah, moving down here, I had various shops in the, the world-famous lanes in Brighton, selling the military out. Then I was taking in car badges of mascots. Eventually, that sort of, that took over, doing that for many years. And then back in around about 2001-2, I was at the French Retromobile Classic Car Show just outside Paris, and I saw a wonderful display of these Lalique glass mascots. And I thought, well, this is something else. I, I need to get into these. Um, very few people in the UK knew about them or handled them. So um, I, um, I was on a quest to try and get every one of them, which, I, which I, I have done and repeated in the past. Yeah. So that's a sort of quick, quick outline of, 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 um, of me. And obviously, I'm carrying on now, and I do various shows. I've slowed down a bit. I don't go to as many. Mm-hmm. I've been to Hershey, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, I've, I've been there with a group. We went to Hershey. And a friend of mine goes every year. He's an MG enthusiast. He goes to Hershey and Carlisle, which is um, they're quite close together, I believe. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I carry on with buying and selling Lalique car mascots and the paperweights um, and also the um, the bookends, which is the press of papiers, and I advise on them as well. Well, fabulous. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners more about Lalique because I know of him and I've known of him for a long, long time. But a lot of people go to car shows and they see these hood emblems, as we call them over here, or mascots, and sometimes they make sense if they're on a Rolls Royce. You know, it's the, uh, the usual Rolls Royce mascot mascot or a Bentley B or whatever car it is. But quite often you go to these car shows, especially high-end shows like Pebble Beach, and you see these wonderful glass sculptures, I call them, works of art on the front of a car. And they're related to Lalique. So could you give us a little history about the man, why he created what he did? And then we'll dive into some of the pieces because they are stunning. Yes, Rene Lalique, who was great friends with um, Rene Citroën. Oh, yes, yes. The first car mascot was the five staggered horses in the line, which was a specific mascot for um, the uh, the 5CV, the Saint-Chevaux, five horses. Coming back to to your question, you do see them mounted on radiators, but basically um, they probably won't be traveling along the, the open road, a highway with them mounted on radiators. They would be on the radiator caps of, of cars, on a static display at uh, Concord Elegance as Pebble Beach, places like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a niche market, but there's a, there is a good following of them. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Rene, how did he get into this? Why did he get into this? And, of course, the subject matter I mentioned at the beginning, he liked to use a lot of different depictions of animals and fish and birds and insects and even beautiful female figures. Yes, he was very into nature. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he worked with glass. I believe that the the mascots, the mascot side of it, started with the um, with the introduction of, as I said, the uh, the five staggered horses, because um, he was um, 
he was a good friend of Andre Citroen. Um, he approached Rene to say, look, I brought out this, this new vehicle. I would like um, uh, some sort of emblem mascot um, for the radiator cap. What can you come up with? So he came up with ingenious design and, and people it's a well-known it's a well-known mascot or hood ornament as you would say of the the leaping the five leaping horses in the staggered in a line um that sort of gave encouragement for follow-up mascots he actually just after that introduced two mermaids that were made in about 1922 and we're talking about 1925 so he re he reintroduced them they were desk ornaments or paperweights as car mascots, the full range are 28, but if you take into consideration the two mermaids, that would make 30 mascots in all. The rarest is the fox and also the owl. They're the two rarest ones, and they do make top dollar, as you would say. Now, was he originally an artist that did other things? I would assume with the beauty of these and the exceptional nature of them that this wasn't his first venture into creating artwork or objects of art. No, no. He was into jewelry. He made he made gorgeous jewelry, but a lot of it was just base metal. It wasn't the value of the pieces. It was the, the workmanship that went into them. So he started off as a jeweler. And then went into glass and 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 into hardened glass, which the car mascots are created from molded, press molded, hardened glass, then hand finished afterwards. So we were talking about the time period of after World. Yeah, we're talking 19, the nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty five up to nineteen thirty one. That was the time period. So the first one, the 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 um, the Saint Chavot, nineteen twenty five, and the last one was the Ibu, the Owl, 1931, and the Fox, 1931. Now, I've noticed on some of the automobiles you see these on, they're actually lit from below so that yes. they glow at night. Was that originally yeah. something that he planned into these, or is that something some creative uh, mechanic decided to do? Right. No, he decided to um, get his workmen to make um, um, a base. So the metal base screwed onto the radiator cap. There was a, um, a hollow inside with a colored filter. Then outside was a, a, a bulb. It was a little bit cumbersome. So that was all wired up to the battery, but it, it wasn't that successful. Then um, for some reason, he approached the Brev's Gallery in the UK here, opposite Harrods in Knightsbridge, and they came up with a far superior design. How they met... I don't know. Probably Leak Museum will have more information on that. But he asked Brev's, the Brev's Gallery, to come up with a with a, a purpose-made lighting base, which they did. So the illumination by the bulb was inside this time, and you could change the coloured filters. So it was wired up to the car's battery. So the faster the car went, the more it illuminated. So it got brighter and brighter as the car accelerated. Wow! So you could change the, you could change the color filter. Very nice at night. You know, oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned uh, a Lalique museum. The museum, the Lalique museum, is in in Vingen Zumer, which is in uh, the Alsace region. I've been there. That's been open now for eight to ten years. Quite recent. So in buying and collecting and selling these beautiful works of art, and they really are works of art. Yeah. 
if somebody was interested in getting involved in collecting these, whether it's one or more, what kind of price ranges are we talking about? They, they, are, they vary an awful lot. I mean, you can find the basic ones on eBay um, and other sites. So you would be talking, if somebody wanted to start as a beginner, they could start with something like the, the perch, the fish, or the wild boar, or the mer, mer, one of the smaller mermaids. We would be talking, let's see, in dollars from about, 300 up to about 500 for those basic ones and then they would go to the sort of middle range would be the um which would be the ram's head and the five horses which i've just mentioned and a few others in that sort of pocket would be around about the eight to ten thousand dollars then you continue to go up with something like the comet and the victoire which is the female with the hair in the wind, which is quite well known. Spirit of the wind, it's called, or seminal, actually, in America. Why, I don't know. It doesn't look like an Indian head. But that would be, something like that would be the ten to 15,000 range, but the comet itself would be more like 25,000, 30,000 range. Wow. Right. Then you would go to the two rarest, which is the ibu, which is the owl, the large owl, the last one that I saw was slightly damaged, and it made, in dollars, around about 80000 Wow. The fox, Renard, would make about $250,000. Oh, my goodness. Wow. There's only a handful known. There's a handful known. I actually have, I actually have an ibu here for sale. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There's was, your chance, um, listeners. H- how long did René Lalique continue to work as an artist? He worked up until his death in 1945, basically. How old was he then? He was about 83, I think, when he died. Then his son took over. And did they continue to make these particular mascots? No. The last of the inventory went up to about 1947, 48. They They were just selling off the rest of the stock. Then he introduced new items and with a different signature. So we always say pre-1945, the signature is R. Lalique. Then post-1945, the, the R was dropped and it was Lalique France. And that was done in script rather than in an italic sort of type. The signatures will define the age of the piece. You know, I always like to ask my guests about uh, what I call our driving inspirations, people that have been influential and in their lives. Now, in this case, I want to stick with Rene Lalique because there must have been something when you first discovered these mascots, the artwork of his that was very influential for you. What was it about this that captured your attention? Well, I was just uh, I was just amazed by the the, the various designs. And especially, you know, a car mascot, a hood ornament in glass, um, which is um, it, it's difficult to explain. You know, you're putting a glass, a piece of glass on a radiator cap that can get easily chipped. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was fascinated by, by that aspect and also the design. You know, the designs are wonderful. Oh, yeah. Well, they're quite beautiful. The detail. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. Uh, I've shot a lot of photos of these mascots on cars at car events and used them for even thank you notes and things like that. They're quite stunning and quite beautiful, and there's a lot yes. lot to learn out there. What would you say for someone that would love to start collecting either these or any type of 
memorabilia. What is the biggest challenge for somebody who wants to start? I know for me personally, I used to collect grow badges and it got out of control. I mean, it just got crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my challenge. I just, I got addicted to them. And then before I knew it, I had hundreds. I'm like, I got to stop. This is, this is out of control. What would be some advice about uh, the challenges collecting? I would say on the subject of, you know, you're talking about automobilia in general. Yes. yes. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be buying willy nilly anything you find. I would stick to, um, I would stick to a subject. For instance, if you're into Jaguars or MGs or Rolls Royce or Bentley, stick to that. You know, collect the car badges of that particular make. If you're into the the hood ornaments, car mascots, then you know, stick to a theme: greyhounds, horses, um, that sort of thing, or, or you know, figures. I would stick to a theme so you don't get o- overwhelmed. Well, the other part of it too, I would assume, and this is this is a follow-up question to that, is how can people know that what they're buying is authentic or better yet, worth what the price is? Okay, look, I started off um, with studying books on, the, on that particular subject, whatever the subject is for collecting. So you study the books, you've got the history, then you study the auctions and the, go through the auction catalogs. I would buy, first of all only buy at auction because you've got your you've got your hundred percent guarantee with the auction companies, ah. especially Bollams, RM, that, those sort of people. They're not going to have fakes. Um, I mean, if it's suspicious, they will they will they will say so, but they they will they won't have fakes. So I would buy start off buying at auctions after studying the catalogues and the books on that particular subject. Then if you go to the auto jumbles the swap meets, car shows, there's stalls there selling this sort of stuff. You get a written receipt or it's a recommendation. This fellow has been dealing for 20, 30 years. He doesn't have reproductions. You can buy from him with safety, but get a, get something in writing. Caveat emptor, as they say, buyer beware and educate well, yourself. Well, in, in certain cases, buyer beware. But most, I think most traders, most dealers are pretty pretty honest nowadays. Yeah. You know, we've got here, we've got our tra- trade descriptions act. You can't, you can't say something is, is real if it isn't real. You, you, you would get, um, you would get in trouble with the law. Sure. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I like to ask my guests about special vehicle in, vehicles in their lives. Now, since you yeah. love automobilia and you've collected in that realm, has there been a car in your past that really stands out you could share a story about? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Morgan enthusiast. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have, I have not a collection. I've, I've had a collection, but I've got two Morgans at the moment. If people know about Morgans, I've got a, an Aero 8 which has a BMW V8 in it, it's pretty fast. <laughs> and I've got the previous modern three-wheeler. They brought a new one out, which I just don't like, with a Ford engine in it. My three-wheeler has, wait for it, it's a Harley-Davidson under-license <laughs> engine, <laughs> no which kidding. is by S&S, which is your, your, your company over there, yeah. Smith & Smith. Yes. Built under license from Harley-Davidson, so I've got this V-twin in the front of it. It's a fantastic machine. Yeah. No weather equipment apart from a, what we call a tonneau cover. Uh, doesn't do much good. Um, so, yeah, I'm a Morgan enthusiast. I've had um, three 1937 matchless engine Morgans. Oh, wow. Uh, a whole range of the plus fours and the four fours and a plus eight as well. You know, I've had a lot of British, other British cars, Jaguars, MGs, etc. Um, but I, I sort of stuck to Morgans now. Well, I love it. Very, very cool. Yeah. So... 
I typically play this game. I'm a car psychologist, uh, at least I claim to be, and I like to climb into my guest's head a little bit. Now, I typically ask them if they were manifest as a vehicle, what they would be. But I'm going to twist this up for you, Jeff, because we're focusing on Rene Lalique and these beautiful mascots. If you could identify yourself as just one of Rene Lalique's mascot, the one that resonates most with you and your personality, which one would it be? Oh, dear. That's that's a difficult one because I like them all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, I know. But, you know, easy questions lead for boring answers, right? Yeah. This is a difficult one. I probably would go for, if not the rarest, I would go um, again for that Sang Chavot, which is the, the five staggered horses. Yeah, I think I'd go for that. Although uh, maybe the comet comes to mind as well. Oh, I love it. Well, both beautiful, beautiful yes. uh, works. And again, you listeners, I'd encourage you to spend a little time on Google, just Googling Rene Lalique. And also you can go to the website that Jeff has. I mentioned at the beginning, uniquelaliquemascot.co.uk and learn a lot more about these beautiful works of art. They're absolutely wonderful. You can have them as uh, objects in your home or if you're lucky enough to have a very, very special car. And I, I wanted to touch on this with you earlier and, and I'm glad I thought of this. What were some of the magnificent cars that these mascots ended up on? Well, they would only be suitable for large-bodied cars with large radiators. So you've got that, you've got a, quite a large mascot that goes on the on the radiator cap. So you would be talking I mean the American cars such as Duesenberg, um, Stutz, um, that sort of thing. Um, in in England, it would be a Rolls or a Bentley. Um, the larger Mercedes, um, the, the large cars that they would really suit. I mean, there's a, there's a specific one which is a, a Grecian Archer, which would go on the Pierce Arrow, for instance. Ah, perfect. Would be very suitable. Of course, absolutely. I also like to ask my guests about great books they would recommend, and I mentioned in your intro that you authored Unique Lalique Mascots Volumes One and Two. Are those still available? Number three is available. Oh, okay. One and two completely sold out long, long ago. You can you can get them on the eBay, Amazon, etc. Yeah. Um, at what price? I don't know, but they were English thirty five pounds, so about eighty eight dollars, maybe fifty dollars. Um, volume three is the same price. It's about fifty dollars, which I have here, and I'm working on the next one, which is a catalog raisin A. Um, that's coming out in 2025. I've, I've almost finished it, actually, just going through some details mm-hmm. with the publisher. So volume three is available from me. The other two, volume one and volume two, you would you could search for it Absolutely. on the Internet. Very cool. So let's, yeah. go, let's go on the ultimate drive here, Jeff. I'm a bit of an enabler. So if I could park any vehicle in your driveway and let you take it on a wonderful tour, a drive with anybody, including somebody from the past, what would the drive look like for you? And let's start with the automobile. Then don't worry about the cost because I'm paying today. I would go for a a Bentley Continental mm-hmm. Series 3. That's with the stacked headlights or the double headlight mm-hmm. design, drop head, with the personality, did you say? 
with anybody you would like. It could be somebody living or somebody from the past that's no longer with us. Oh, right. <laughs> I would I would invite Rene Lully. <laughs> I kind of hoped you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you were to at, be able to ask him, just you'd ask him a lot of questions. But let's just say for today, one question. What would you ask, Rene? Well, I would say it's a great shame there was no continuation of the of, or extension of the car mascot range. It was a quite a short period. They really did fall out, to be quite honest with you. They fell out of popularity, um, you know, after the after 1931. So up, you know, getting towards the war years, there was the, obviously the, your Great Depression. Um, they were going out of popularity. They were far too expensive. They were very expensive at that time. So um, he obviously didn't continue with them. Well, if they weren't popular, why make them, right? I guess that's a simple thing. Supply and demand is what it comes down to. But it is a shame. It's a shame. I mean, you know, coming to the the two rarest, the reason why they were discontinued, they were so difficult to produce and finish. They were, and they didn't sell. They were just too expensive. I'm talking about Renard the fox and Ibu the owl. They were unsuccessful at the time and very successful now. When he made these, were there molds made and the liquid glass was poured into them? Is that yes. how they were done? Okay. Yes. Yeah, they were press molded into steel molds, yes. Oh, yes. steel mold. Okay, wow. Steel. They were steel molds. I mean, they are the, the Serapidue, which is the, the lost wax process, but not for the car mascots. He did a lot of vases or vases yes. <laughs> and bowls uh, in lost wax, and they're extremely collectible. I mean, they, they're pretty ugly looking. You even get the, the, the artist's fingerprints showing up. Oh, really? The lost wax, which I think people would be p- familiar with the process. Basically, you, you, you don't have a mold. You have a cast, a plaster cast, and the, the, molded, the molten glass is poured into it. But you have to hack the, when it's, when it's obviously when it's called, you have to hack that plaster away Therefore, it cannot be used again. So it's a one-off piece every time. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Well, you've yeah. taken us on a great history lesson here, Jeff, and I'm so glad that we were able to connect. I wondered if you would leave us today with some parting words of wisdom or inspiration when it comes to collecting and enjoying the beautiful art from the past that's related to automobiles. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Lalique. We're very expensive, some of them. Yes. But I would say collect what you like. Don't look at the, the, the future value or whatever. Just collect what you, your heart desires. Collect what you like and what you want to live with and look at over the years. Well, absolutely. This is the same thing that I hear from people when it comes to buying yeah. cars because, you know, prices vary. And if you're buying something just to make money off of it, well, that's that's a business. That's not the joy of collecting. Yeah. So, And if things do go down in value, but you love it, it doesn't matter. You can just keep it and enjoy it, right? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Again, a great way to find Jeff and how to see what he has and buy things from him. Just go to his website, uniquelaliquemascots.co.uk. I'll put links to his website on his Cars Yeah show notes page, but he's very, very easy to find. Jeff, this has been a real delight to get to know you and learn more about what you're doing. Uh, I love... Lalique and what he did. I've uh, been familiar with him for a long time. I probably need to buy one because I don't have one, but don't tell my wife because she'll roll her eyes at that idea. <laughs> yeah. This has been very wonderful, very uh, generous of your time today. Thank you for sharing with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you 
down the road. It's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!